Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Maggie Hewitt. And we're back after a, a hiatus, one-week hiatus. Wait, we had a hiatus? Yeah, we didn't record a podcast oh, last week. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. No, I feel really out of it coming back from Thanksgiving. It, I wasn't fully back in the swing of things until Wednesday. And to be honest, uh, but then I only got there about 50%. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, the holidays always come quick and come very close together. Um, they come quick. They fucking blow you out of the water. You are destroyed and you're at their mercy. But you kind of like it because you're just like chilling so hard. Yeah. Well, this, to be honest, this Thanksgiving was not a chill Thanksgiving for me. It was a lovely Thanksgiving. My sister had a baby and I got to see my family. But it was a lot of, uh, you know, going to the hospital, uh, trying to cook, babysitting, uh, juggling a bunch of you know balls in the air, <laughs> as well, it should were. Have brought a couple of packs of vitamins. I sh- honestly, that would have helped. Uh, and I don't know all the parents listening. You guys are amazing. I don't know how you entertain children on a daily basis because I love children, but they're hard to entertain sometimes. Uh, yeah, and I work for children, yeah. and they are sweet, exhausting, irritating, and infuriating. And I think it'd be really hard to be a parent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one other thing that happened while I was up in the Bay Area. Um, so this is a true story. My sister had a C-section. Um, her daughter was born. And the next day, uh, John and I went to visit her in the hospital and, in San Francisco. And it just so happened that a 20-minute walk from the hospital was the San Francisco Goop store. <laughs> Perfect. So, so if you're not getting your needs met by the hospital, you can just go to the Goop store and see if there's an alternative. Yep. Uh, yeah. In the middle of the day, I was like, uh, I think I'm going to take a walk. You want to come with me, John? All right. Yeah. And, and if this ha- was in your 20s, you would have been like going to do drugs or something. Probably, but yeah. now you're sneaking off to go to the Goop <laughs> yeah. store. That's fine. It was a very clandestine, like, yeah. I mean, like this is our time. Was, yeah, <laughs> We're yeah, going yeah. to the Goop store. <laughs> 
And so uh, I walked over the hill. Um, there's a lot of hills in San Francisco. Mm. Walked from the hospital was sort of in like Japantown and then you walk over the hill into the Fillmore District where if you know uh, the movie Last Black Man in San Francisco, that's where it takes place. So pretty houses. So beautiful Victorians. Um, that movie was right in saying that not too many black people left in that neighborhood. It's it totally It is gentrified. white, white, white. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there is not just the Goop store. There was uh, a Credo. There is literally like six different like natural cosmetic stores within a two block radius. It's the natural cosmetics district. District it is, yeah. Um, so Goop fit right in. There were not too many people in the store. It was a, a little smaller, I think, than... Now I've been to the LA and the New York one. I think this was probably the smallest. But San Francisco, everything's so tiny anyway. Uh, and there weren't too many clothes. Like it was fewer, fewer fashion pieces. It was more... Uh, and there wasn't like the fake kitchen that is in the LA store. Oh, that's too bad. Because I, I always like a fake kitchen in any store. Yeah. I think Williams-Sonoma really oh my God. Um, yeah. was, were fake kitchen pioneers. They're great. Yeah, Williams-Sonoma and Sur La Tabla. Yeah. Uh, but this had, you know, all the, the whole big sample wall, which is the greatest part of Goop with yeah. all the samples. So I immediately went on and slathered some, um, uh, what's it called? What's the one that I like? Oh, that one that John thinks smells like an old woman. Yeah. And it's really, it's the one. It's like $200. And it's the I'm most expensive blanking. one. And it's like the fanciest one. It comes in, it's, what's it? Like a black jar? Yes. I wow. remembered it. Aggie remembered. We turned it off because we were going to look it up and then I remembered it. Vintner's Daughter. Vintner's Daughter. And it smells great. And I I checked, double check. Remember when we smelled like the new Vintner's Daughter and it smelled like and vinegar? it was good, yeah. It still smells, that was not a mistake. It still smells like vinegar. No, I'm sure. Maybe when it interacts with your skin, it smells different. Yeah. Huh. Like flowers. Oh yeah, just like uh, dirty lemon. They still have all this dirty, the dirty lemon. There was ones. one of the dirty ones. I kind of maybe it was the dirty lemon. I do like citrus, especially for the winter. It's good to yeah. smell. There's a dirty lemon, a dirty rose, I think, and there's another dirty one. Uh, one of them I liked. Yeah. So this had it had all that stuff. It had the vibrators. It had um, oh, who's buying a vibrator there? I don't know. Some people do. I don't know. The only thing I bought, I bought um, my. Well, I didn't buy anything for myself. I bought my sister the um, martini bath soak. Oh, that's really nice. Which uh, yeah, I think she would appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Oh, the lady. And this happens every time I go to the Goop store. I I don't really think anyone's gonna recognize me, but I'm like, oh, you never know. You never know. I'm not like Jen Gunter. Uh, assuming you'll be recognized and angry when you're not no writing blogs about <laughs> it but the lady definitely is like oh have you been to uh, a goop store before and I have to explain yes I've been to the one in LA I've mm -hmm. been to the one in New York and then you know they, whenever you buy something they ask for um, your like email all address your information yeah so I just gave them my email address again. Well, they're so unorganized. Every single time they like re-enroll you, they always send me an email that's like, why don't you subscribe to our newsletter? Like they, they don't know who anybody is. So I won't no. worry about it. Because I half think when I give them my email address on the computer, there'll be like a red flashing, like abort, do not, abort, do not sell to sell, this man. Yeah. Uh, well, they'll sell you anything. Yeah. But that's just my own self-aggrandizement, I guess. Yeah. Narcissism. Um, so yeah. I we, have it too. <laughs> we all have it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, got the martini bath soak, had a lovely um, $12 banh mi sandwich. Oh, yummy. Uh, tofu. But tofu. that wasn't at Goop. No, at the, there's like a little uh, Vietnamese sandwich spot on the same block and then walked back to the hospital. All right. Well, you got to stretch your legs. You got to do a little shopping. Yeah. Um, well, that sounds very eventful. My Thanksgiving was like the least goopy Thanksgiving <laughs> of all time. I 
did regular Thanksgiving stuff, whatever. And then I got a bunch of leftovers, brought them back to my apartment, sat around, ate them, watched movies, fucking hung out. That's the perfect Thanksgiving. It was like the chillest Thanksgiving of all time. We were staying up until like 5 a.m. like watching movies. Like we got on like a weird schedule. Yeah. We were staying up super late. And then just like I would just sleep really late. It sounds like a dream. I spent so many years as a young adult without like any children in my family. Uh Uh-huh. And now it it is back to the place of like, oh, it's all focused on the children. Uh So I don't think, I don't know if I'll ever have a holiday again where I just can like watch movies all night that aren't, you know, Disney movies. Yeah. Well... Like, maybe no, maybe well when they get older when they get older when, but then yeah. i'll be so old then i mean well, i'll be dead and then you'll die and then you'll be you'll be in the <laughs> eternal resting place sure. and you won't have to worry about it oh that sounds that's amazing. when it that's when it really gets oh my good God. when you're dead yeah i'm just thinking of that coffin oh you watched the irishman obviously that, oh i've seen it twice yeah <laughs> in theaters uh that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie um when buying the coffin, coffin from uh action brock action Bronson. and he like yeah. bargain he like yeah, negotiates yeah. down a little bit yep I like the Irishman. Yeah, I like I like it a lot. I don't. There's definitely other movies this, that has have come out this year that I like more. It's I have to say, and oh, for all of our uh, Patreon subscribers, we will be coming out with our end of the year newsletter soon. With at least from me, top ten lists. Yeah, I'm gonna do some top ten lists too, but I'm not a list person like you are. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to do it. You can do like a more cool, like free form. Mine is probably gonna be like a beat. Poet, yes. poem about my top 10 because i i'm obsessed with lists and i love like just reading all the different like movie critic top 10 lists and some movie critics are very list oriented and then some have to write this whole like disclaimer like oh i hate making lists and art shouldn't have to compete with itself that's what that's my philosophy no, not me i hate everything about it i even i was for a brief period of time i was a theater critic in chicago oh, that's right and i didn't do any like i would just write my review and then my editor would put the like star the number oh, on wow. it like i didn't do anything i like didn't believe in it see i i would much prefer to have the job of not even writing the review and just putting figuring stars. Out stars yeah and that's the thing i hate about like because I, I try to do like letterboxd and goodreads and stuff because i i like to have like a record of what i've done just to remember it because i have a really bad memory yeah but I hate that when you list the stuff, you put like one to five stars. And I'm like, I don't know how I rate, like, how do I use the same star system to rate like the Irishman and Pinocchio? Like how, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's arbitrary. And like uh, at the end of the year on Letterboxd, I'll always, I'll look back and I'll, I'll definitely change some stars yeah, like, and change the thinking? order. Because there'll be some movies where you... I don't know. You react to really strongly at the beginning and then later you're like, eh, this wasn't that good. Or the opposite where you don't really react that strongly, but then you're like still thinking about it months later. Or sometimes I'll be like, look, I really like this movie, but let me really think about it. And, you know, in the grand scheme of all movies, if there are only five stars to give to the movie, I guess it's a three and a half stars, but I really liked it. And then you go and see something else and you're like, oh, that was great. Hit smash five stars, whatever. And then you go and you're like, wait, this isn't a good record of like my my value system or like my opinions in general this is just like no it's just where what i pushed and when i don't know i just i just saw my thing yeah um but but oh yeah but that but my point was the irishman i don't think is making my top 10 i think it's like right outside my top 10 right now i don't i mean i i i don't know what my top 10 is i don't (laughs) but is that very bad no i think uh 
Yeah, no, you don't have to rank everything. That's probably an unhealthy habit. Mm. My top. I wish I could do a top ten books of the year, but I've been reading the same book for about six months well, now. Well, put that. Just put the different parts. From yeah. It. <laughs> oh, and it was mentioned. A little life was mentioned again this week in in the Goop newsletter. Yeah, they like. Uh, they, they wait really. Yeah, because it was like um, it was I like really a, I forget it. if it was a nighttime routine. It was one article on Goop, and they were like, oh, the nightstand. Yeah, it was a nightstand. Things on your nightstand, like, and be and sure to have just a keep bo- that next to your vibrator because your vi- <laughs> there's also supposed to be a vibrator. Yeah. So you got a vibrator, a little life, a fucking lip mask. Because <laughs> it was like, make sure you have a box of Kleenex if you're reading a little life. Yeah, and for your vibrator, box of Kleenex to jack off jack into. Off, yeah. Um. So let's talk about one other lady who had an interesting Thanksgiving week. Oh please. Um. You know her. You might love her. You might not love her. Uh, her Ryan name, doesn't. I know her name is Dr. Jennifer Gunter, and I'm MP, even more scared of. OBGYN. We, we cannot tag her. You know, whenever. Do not. I, do not. Don't even spell her name out. I always put an asterisk. Don't so spell she her find name out. It. Don't because she googles it. Don't just please. We don't want her to know that we exist. This is between I, us. We only. are both afraid of her. I especially. I'm so much more afraid of her than anyone that works at Goop. Yeah, me too. Because the people at Goop at least are cool. She they has, have a sense of humor about yeah, themselves. Yeah, they at least yeah have like a good personality. She's. No. And we found out the the depths of her thin-skinnedness and the depths of her narcissism this week when one young other author named also Jennifer, Jennifer Block, who a uh, freelance writer, uh, did an article for Scientific American sort of just lightly criticizing not even Jen Gunter's point of view as much as her tactics. Her Twitter account. Yeah, it her, was basically yeah. a, a... Well... Some of the, and I don't really remember every criticism of Jen Gunter in the article, but she criticized um, that she has, that she doesn't like things like um, our bodies ourselves and more um, like community-based methods of uh, healthcare. Yeah, she says... uh this is in the original article, which has been, I guess, taken down from the Scientific American's website, but is still available online through like web archive. Yeah, I, I, I took, I have pictures of it. <laughs> uh, she says Gunter was a child in the seventies, but surely she has read some history. Uh, a book writ- written for women by women and not by doctors was the whole radical point. She's talking about our s- bodies ourselves, which, sh- in full disclosure, this <laughs> woman like edited the the uh, current edition yeah which is not exactly impartial yeah and i was not aware of that reading this like there was there wasn't like a disclaimer before that or she didn't put in the article like which i edited so and yeah you know and i do think that usually when you when people write about stuff like that they'll say like full disclosure i worked on this book and i may have a special place for it but i also just want to criticize jen gunter for not whatever about it she didn't do that she just put she just said like isn't this crazy who criticizes our bodies ourselves without being like i have a financial gain in you thinking our bodies ourselves is like a valid piece of work yeah uh she says the feminist health movement challenged what was then an extremely male-dominated misogynist paternalistic and not very evidence-based establishment it disrupted the whole notion of expertise or what scholars call authoritative knowledge women sat in circles and talked about their experiences with their own bodies which is, you know, true. I mean, Gloria Steinem was going around and doing like struggle sessions, which I think was more about like, um, I think, right? Uh, I'm it, sure. Well, I know Gloria Steinem like would go around and like 
but that was more about like political issues. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you're, the bodies were definitely a part of it. And I know like in the movie Fried Green Tomatoes, there's that whole scene where Kathy Bates and all of them um, take a mirror and look at their services. That's, they tell Yeah, that's like a whole part of it. Yeah. Calm down. Ryan's getting a fire in his eyes already. Oh, that's a great movie. I love it. No, but like, and I even went when I was in Chicago and I had no health insurance in the dark days before Obamacare. Sorry, <laughs> leftists, but before Obamacare, things were actually worse in this country. Um, I had to go to this place called Chicago's Women Health Women's Health Center, and it was um, there. It it was there was one doctor that would come and like look at the lab results and stuff, but they would train volunteers to do your pap smear and like your and like draw blood and stuff like that. Like they were like basically nurses, and they would like talk to you about like different things and there was a doctor who would like look at your results and they would analyze everything but you were really in control of your own medical health like you were in total control over like if you wanted to do birth control or not or what kinds or if you wanted to get the IUD or not or um it was just a very like your like it was just I got I learned going there and they also gave me they did give me my own spectrum and they were like use it you can do it yourself and like look and whatever and like you should have an understanding of what your body looks like because you can't see in there <laughs> you know what I mean and like if your doctor can and like is telling you all these things about yourself and how you should live your life I mean that's like a there's something like very empowering about that also sorry not to derail but after I moved back this is not a story that you're going to like, but after, sorry. And I just want to say to this point about like having control over your own, like uh, your own, what's the term? Like, like medical care, I guess. Mm -hmm. When I came back to LA, I didn't have a gynecologist either. And one year, my first year, I have this condition and I have really, really painful periods. I mean, really painful, like bedridden, horrible, not so much anymore, but in my early twenties, it was like, I mean, it was debilitating and nobody cared because they were like, it's just cramps. Everybody gets them. And I would be like, you don't understand. And nobody would help me. So, and the only place that really understood was like Chicago Women's Health Center. So I was like, I mean, so this one day I was like, I couldn't get out of bed. I had, I was completely white, pale. I was throwing up. I was like sobbing. I couldn't stop crying. And I was like, I need a gynecologist. And my mom was like, okay, I'll get you an emergency appointment with my gynecologist, a man. And this guy didn't listen to me at all. He was having a conversation with me. He started talking to me about like if I wanted to go on birth control. He diagnosed me with this um, thing, PCOS, which I'd already been diagnosed with because I had a blood test, which like is required to actually diagnose it. And I was like, how do you know I have that? And he's like, I just do. And I was like, and he wanted to put me on birth control. And I remember telling him and, and he wanted to do like an exam, like a like a pap smear. And I wasn't there for a pap smear. I was there because I wanted like pain medication. And he was like and I was telling him, like, I need something for this. And he was like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do a pap smear. And we were having a conversation. I was like, OK, we can go ahead and do a pap smear. I just like gave him my consent, which is like my right. And he gave me this look like I was so out of line to say to tell him what to do. And mm. he was like, you remind me of my wife. Oh. And I was like and I, I he, we were talking about my life and blah, blah, blah. And I had this boyfriend. I was like, my boyfriend lives in Chicago and I live here and he wanted to do this exam and he and I was like, okay, but I'm, 
I have my period and it's really heavy because that's why I'm here. And he goes, I bet every time your boyfriend gets back from Chicago, you have your period too. <gasps> that was that was my experience with a male gynecologist. And this I is your mother's gynecologist. That he delivered my little brother. I haven't been to a I haven't been to a male doctor since. Oh. And I of course I didn't get anything for pain. He goes take an Advil. Oh my God. Yes. So I do think that there's something to what this woman is saying about like women having control of their own medical care. And like I do think that there are people who are better equipped to <laughs> to help women than just because your doctor doesn't mean that you're the right person to like treat a woman. Yeah. And th and this woman is saying that people like Gunter who elevate just having that MD above anything else are playing into the same patriarchy that has existed ever since Western medicine started. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure Jen Gunter wouldn't say stuff like that, but... No. I, I also think that like, okay, just being a doctor isn't enough. Right. But the, the article's not even really the, the point or like it, it's the response to it. Like this was something, someone who uh, has about 400 Twitter followers, Scientific American, I guess people read it, but it's not like a major, like this wasn't going to take down Jennifer Gunter's career or anything. It would have yeah. been a blit, like no one would have cared. But it was Scientific American, which is like a pretty like, yeah. well-respected journal. I mean, I think it's, if I were Jen Gunter, I'd have been very pissed. About I would have, this. I mean, yeah, like I would have been pissed and I would have responded or tried to like en engage in some way, but not this. I mean, it's been like two weeks now fixation on, yeah. uh, on destroying this woman <laughs> sicking. I mean, cause Jen Gunter now is, pa she has like, you know, hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers. Yeah. And whenever you get, you know, that many people that are fans of yours, you can like sick them on these people. And, um, and I mean, it's, I'm not saying that she's like destroyed this woman's life or anything, but well, it, she, she got the article taken down, which yeah. is kind of crazy. I mean, they retracted it and basically said that it didn't meet their editorial standards. Yeah. And usually wouldn't you like either issue a correction or issue like a, like a rebuttal. Like they said that they let, they were going to let Jen Gunter like issue a, a, a companion piece or a, a rebuttal. And she didn't want to do that. Well, I guess she said there's like no way I could do a rebuttal to something that's just like totally factually inaccurate, but it's not, it's like, there, there were no like facts in it no. really. It was just about how this person like kind of didn't like her. It was an opinion piece. It and was it, an opinion yeah. piece. It said, so, si it said a scientific American opinion. And so it's like, yeah, like I don't really like the way Jen Gunter engages on Twitter. And like, she seems pretty arrogant. And, and they were like, the reason we took it down is because it's a hit piece, but it's like, and they said, and the reason it's a hit piece is because it's, it's like focused on this one person. But first of all, she's a public figure. I mean, you can criticize her yeah. and you should criticize her and you should be skeptical of any doctor who's writing books and lecturing. You should be skeptical of them. Even if they're like, I'm on the skeptic side, I'm on the doctor side, I'm on the medical side. That doesn't matter. Cause like, she's in the, she's in the same profession as, as Dr. Will Cole, Oz. As Dr. She's Oz. a professional yeah. public doctor. She's a, she's a, she has gone from being a doctor to being a celebrity. And that is something that you should be skeptical of yep. no matter what. So I don't think that the scientific American publishing an op-ed being like, she's also not a hundred percent. Right. And especially because when people start to become public figures, then they get into, well, I'm Jen Gunter. So this is the place that you come for skepticism. And that means I had to take these hard lines. And that means that you could be wrong sometimes. Yeah. Well, and it seems like her uh, building herself up as a brand is, and uh, you know everyone has to make money and like have a career, but like it but seems, she has a career. She has, she's yeah, got a dog. Yeah, she's not, she's not shy about you know all the alphabet letters that goes after her name. Like she's she doesn't need to do this. Yeah, and it seems have a have a very 
comfortable career. And it seems like she was much more concerned with whatever hit to like her reputation that this took rather than actually like disputing facts, which like we said, there weren't really any because it was an opinion. Piece. It was just like, she doesn't like our bodies ourselves. She's arrogant. And then she's like, she, they're mining my tweets. They cherry picked my tweets and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know about, I mean, I mean, she does say I'm an expert a lot. Like I just anecdotally, I look at her Twitter a lot and she definitely says that a lot. Yeah. Like she, she said, I, I don't believe her when she's like, I've only said that on 10 tweets unless those are like the 10. Well, she says people were retweeting those a lot. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it'd be very easy to check. Just go yeah. into her Twitter and search expert. Uh, but yeah, this sort of exposes her as um, just extremely defensive and thin-skinned and unable to withstand any sort of criticism. So the moral of the story is, please don't tell her that we're talking about so her. So anyway, please don't tell her. I'm sorry. I feel like I derailed this with like a no, long story about my gynecologist. It was um, uh, fascinating and really scary. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to well, things like that. Well, it's just like, I feel like it's, it is... I liked what that woman was saying in that piece where it's like, okay, just because someone has an MD after their name doesn't mean that they, it doesn't mean they're an expert on you and your body. It doesn't mean that they're listening to you. Mm. It doesn't mean that they're right. Y you can get a second opinion and another doctor will say something completely different, change the way they treat you, offer you different options, yeah. offer you opinions that you never would have considered. I mean, just because someone is a doctor doesn't mean you need to trust them completely. And that the article was called doctors are not gods. That was what it was called. And it's like, just, yeah, they're not, two doctors are not going to agree on every single thing. That's why people get second opinions. Yeah, and that's why a lot of medicine is, uh, you know, theoretical and controversial. Like, there are different schools of thought. And that's, for the most part, good. Because we don't know. No one knows all the answers. And doctors also, not all doc. I mean, I've had medical doctors give me things that were wrong. I've had, like, you know, especially if you're in, like, an emergency room yeah. or, a, an old, or an urgent care. And the doctor can give you things. And then some, you know, a specialist can be like, they shouldn't have done that. I mean, it happens. Yeah. So just look, take it, trust your, trust yourself and trust your gut, but also do like in general, go to doctors over <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and stuff. But, but this know. woman, she said she tried vaginal steaming and she said it was very relaxing. I did think that that was a good point where she's like, this is Jen Gunter's fixation on like jade eggs and vaginal steaming are alarmist. That's basically, it's like, yeah, they're stupid. And, but no one has like gotten toxic shock or whatever from a jade egg. Yeah. They no seem one... harmless. And if you, and I mean, there could be the bad thing about vaginal steaming is you could burn yourself, which is like, I mean, okay, but, but you could do that. You could burn yourself. Any, you could burn yourself cooking a steak. Yeah. Any heat, like anything that involves heat, you could burn, you could burn yourself. yourself. And then also that, Jen Gunter argues that it comes from the patriarchal idea that va vaginas are like somehow like dirty or gross, which is like, okay, fair. But if that's what you want to do, you know, then what Jen Gunter is offering is basically an opinion about, you know, I don't, I think that this comes from a, a worldview that says vaginas are bad when like you might not be doing it for those reasons. And her other opinion, which is, be careful because you might burn your vulva. Okay, thank you. You also think I should put CeraVe on my vulva, which <laughs> I will not be doing. So, I mean, you've got a lot of opinions, Jen. And there, and I can do whatever I want. And your ex, her expertise, there's a reason that she's fixated on the idea of steaming jade eggs. These dumb kind of like pointless, but ultimately harmless things that you can do. 
Because she she doesn't like them. She feels like it's threatening to her expertise. Well, she doesn't. She she because they were getting a lot of attention on the internet, and yeah. she wanted attention. And then she was also like. One of the things she said on Twitter was that this woman was just trying to piggyback off her celebrity, which is, which is like truly rich. That's a new one, Jen. I mean, you want to talk about bad opinions? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, piggybacking off of celebrity. Oh, Gunter, you invented yeah. it, Doctor. Oh, that's <laughs> the good Doctor. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway. So, what do you guys think? I mean, you guys are probably on our side, and again, and what is our side? We don't know. We don't know. We're we just, just think we you know we just think like be smart i don't know it's like most people are smart they don't need every single thing and you don't need to like berate people on social media yeah that's like whatever i don't know anyway um let's move on to yeah we gotta move on we've been talking about this for half an hour (laughs) for so long for the newsletters uh there's yeah a lot of a lot of good stuff they're back from the holidays they're back they're better than ever has their fill of turkey and is ready to get to work what was your best of the week? My best of the week was the new, um, oh, laid back makeup look. Mm. And, you know, I've been having some problems with Goop's uh, makeup uh, stories, I guess, for a long time. Because usually they're like, oh, just like smear a little clear gel of some sort, some serum on your face, and then like gently brush your lips with this clear, you know, lip gloss. And then you'll be good to go because you have natural beauty and because you have a bunch of like Botox and fillers and you've been getting like, and you have like all these other expensive skincare products that make your skin look great. And I'm like, hi, honey, I can't do that like i need to wear makeup if i'm wearing makeup i can't just be like oh this it's just a little bit of serum like i want to know like i have shit on my face that i need to cover up with paint and i want if you're gonna tell me to wear makeup i want you to tell me how to do that and they finally had a makeup story in the newsletter called one nightstand like one nightstand but it's one nightstand that was almost my best before i read this um and it was called no matter what you're wearing this laid back makeup look is perfect and i was like this will be rich because this is just going to tell me to wear this one lipstick but then there was like concealer and a foundation brush and a and a powder and like all kinds of stuff so i was like okay like this is actual makeup you know, they had a high, I mean, yes, look, is there a clear $28 bomb? Yes. Is everything like weird and natural and I don't really sure. know how well it work? Yes. Well, yeah, they're not going to go Kylie Jenner. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to tell you to like go to Sephora and buy just whatever. But I mean, at least it was, at least it was makeup. So for that, I was very grateful and I was like, now this is something I can get behind. And then I was like, okay, because it still had that, it was still like, doing this like bold lip thing and like not doing a bunch of other stuff, you know, not having like a ton of other like makeup on, which is good. And it still was like sophisticated and minimal and whatever, but it was just not nothing. Yeah. It was something to enhance an already beautiful, your natural, instead of just relying on great, genetics which not everyone <laughs> not everyone has great genes and not everyone has the fucking you know what i you gotta it costs a lot of money to maintain it yeah, yeah, yeah not everyone can afford it yeah all these people i mean 
you know, and Gwyneth doesn't deny it, but like she has had, I'm sure, like fillers and stuff. She's had fillers, yeah. okay? Because she's, she's also had... like, she's obviously very beautiful, but she's she comes from like a a thin-lipped, wan genetic st- stock. She's so got she, that. She definitely has some fillers. Because that, that type of beauty does usually does not age particularly well. The lips well. go. Yeah. The lips go. Yeah. They go early and they go often. <laughs> <laughs> you never see Gwyneth in a bold lip, really. She probably doesn't want to draw too much attention to those yeah. thin lips. Yeah. Wow. God, we're... Was that rude? Discussing Gwyneth Paltrow's face, facial flaws, which she doesn't have many. But no. I mean, her lips are still nice. Everything yeah, about her every, is still yeah. beautiful. She just doesn't, because it's like her whole thing is like to look supernatural. Totally. Um, so my best was, <laughs> it was just really funny. It was the Ask Jean. Okay. Uh, which was short to the point, but it was such an insane question. And Jean just handled it so beautifully. Well, she and wrote so it. Much great. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all fake. Because this is coming from a quote unquote woman named quote unquote Mandy G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These names are getting faker and faker. They're getting, yeah. Mandy and G. So, and this Mandy G lady, whoever she might be, asks a truly insane question. Dear Jean, I want a great present I can give to multiple people, and it's got to be sustainable. I loathe the flashy gift sets. Is there something truly special you know that might work? This question has come up before around the holidays. Has it? Yes. The idea, like, I want to buy a bunch of one thing and give it to a ton of people and it's what do you recommend true if you're the type of person that like buys a lot of christmas presents for people this is it makes sense but it's like it's just so weird to be like oh i just tell me what the best gift is for everyone yeah and then it's just like but it has to be what does that even mean it has to be sustainable it just means that that's like how they're trying to market this one thing that they're yeah. trying to push a lot of so they put that in the question like what is like if you're wrapping presents you're using paper you put it in a burlap sack and give it to them I guess, or just, or just yeah. be like, I didn't wrap it because it's wasteful. Yeah, but like, it's just such or a wrap vague it in thing. like a handkerchief. Be like little women. Be like, <laughs> oh my wrap god, it in cute. Like a little, a little bindle, a little yeah. hobo's bindle. Give them a bindle. It's cuter. It's more sustainable. It's more expensive. Totally, and they yeah. can reuse it. And they can then they can wrap their gifts. But a it. real sustainable person will still use wrapping paper, and then you know what I mean, like re, like uh, tear they it off really. Like my grandma. I yeah, my I mean, anyone who lived through the depression. They take it off piece by piece and yeah. they save it. And my grandma used to have like a bag in her closet that was filled with like old wrapping paper, bows, anything that came oh, with a yeah. bow. She would like take it off and be like, oh, put that in the bag. You wouldn't be allowed to even like touch a bow for more than five seconds because they would like put it back in the bag. I never and, yeah. knew. Yeah, I never knew. Like I'd unwrap a present and be like, I don't know if I can throw this out. I would just be like, I better just sort of let this, yeah. let the chips fall where they may with this one. Because that was, I mean, probably the most traumatic part of living through the depression was the lack of bows and wrapping paper. I think the depression was incredibly traumatic and they never talked about no. it, but they were definitely our generation's grandparents were truly traumatized. Yeah. Well, and depression. their kids were so the baby boomers were so dismissive of their trauma Yeah. because I remember my grandma would also, what she would do like after Thanksgiving was like sneak in and like eat the Turkey skin. Aww. And my mom would be just be like, well, okay, and I'm probably exaggerating. If my mom's listening, she was not like mean to my grandma, okay. but in my, she's like, "Oh, disgusting mother! You're eating turkey skin." <laughs> well, some people like the skin. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the skin off me of poultry, but I, some people like that. I like part. chicken skin. Turkey skin is really thick. It's like a lot. Yeah. Um, but I just remember that, like, my grandma would like that, and then my mom would think that that was gross to like eat turkey, and I was like, "Wow, generational divide." Yeah. Wow. See, it happens yeah, to everybody. It does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to the boomers. They would say, okay, greatest generation. Okay, greatest. 
Um, oh, okay. So here's this. This is what Jean offers. Uh, God, after we're just rambling today. Um, so this woman who asks an impossible question: What is one gift that's sustainable that I could buy for literally everyone? Jean is like, well, here it is. Um, it's called Be- Benaz. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how it's pronounced. Benaz, and it's three perfumes, like the oils, gender neutral, gender neutral essential oils. I have no idea, but it's. This is crazy that she thinks like this would be good for everyone. Yeah. It's like a Veveter, a Ylang Ylang, and uh, one that I've never heard of called Oud or Ode. It's just O-U-D. It's a scent I've literally never Ode? heard of before. O-U-D. It's called Ode or Oud. Um, but this apparently is good for your grandmother who lived the, through the depression, your baby boomer mother, your little sister, your niece, your nephew, um, any gender nonconforming people in your life. Is it good for men yeah she says any gender okay. any gender any age everyone will want veveter ylang ylang and ode to, to how much is it so it is a hundred and sixty five dollars oh, for that's th- what your stocking <laughs> yeah but it's three of them so you could if to the very special people jean says for the very special people in her life she gives the whole set to but then she she'll break apart the sets and just give one to, to so people who are less special. So now if you just get special, one from Jean, you know you that know she doesn't you're not value that, you. Yeah. If you just get owed. Yeah. Then you're fucked. way down. Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're way down. Because she also way. says like, I love Eviter. I love Ylang Ylang. I usually don't love Ode, but this one was fine. <laughs> okay. Um. So And then Jean says she also got one for herself. Of course. So all of these people who work at Goop seem like anything they buy for you, they also get one for them. Oh, like yeah. there's no gift they give that they don't have one. They're like little kids. I remember like my f- friend when I was like five years old, uh, her, her, his mom was like sort of would sort of like spoil him. And anytime that he had to get a birthday present for one of his friends, she also would get him one because he would like cry if he didn't get yeah, one. Yeah, I know. That's like the heart because that's part of my has been part of my job as a nanny, mm-hmm. like taking kids cr- birthday shopping for their friends and being like, this isn't about you and them completely not getting it and being like, can I just get this too? Or like, what if I just get the, like, this is almost, this is cheaper than that. So isn't it okay? Like crazy bargaining. Yeah. And it's just like, I hate you. She never learned that lesson. No. <laughs> Which I mean, she can afford hey, it. Hey, look, if you, if you're Jean, you can do what you want. Um, so have you guys smelled Ode? Do you know what is it? Now what I'm like really curious. Like? What it, is it? it the, the picture is just like a, a piece of bark or a log. Because like Veveter is like a grass, Ylang Ylang is like a flower, and Ode is like bark. So I imagine is it's sort it of like, like a, a masculine, Palo probably Santo. like a Palo Santo, yeah. Um, oh, and you can also, for this Benaz, you can put one on, you can put all three on at the same time. Okay. Any person. Mix and match. Mix and match. Do anything. It's this new CK1. It is like the, oh my God. I should just start wearing CK1. Who cares? No one knows what it smells like anyway. I mean, no one's going to be like, oh, he's wearing CK1. Oh, those of us old enough remember what it I smells like. I don't remember, like. and I'm old. I don't, I can't describe it, but if I smelled it, I feel like I would remember. Maybe, maybe. And then there was CKB, which was That was after. Yeah, it wasn't as um, successful. Yeah. Uh, What was your worst? Mm, Let's see here. What was my, oh, my worst. I spelled it the way we spell Jen Gunter's name. I don't even like saying it. I didn't read it. I don't even like thinking about it, but it was called, and even though I believe in the secret, I'm going to just say the name of it. Uh, I don't want it anywhere near me. And it, it was called, when menopause oh. comes early, E A R L Y, and I was 
get it out of my face. Don't want to think about it. Don't want to know about it. If it, if that God forbid happens to me, which it won't because I won't let it. <laughs> no, you just, yeah, stick yourself. Like Suzanne, didn't Suzanne Summer say she still hasn't gotten through menopause because she just takes so many hormones all the time it, well if she said that she was lying or there's, there's something deeply wrong with her but um <laughs> she's like 80 yeah but um i yeah i and if it if that ever were to happen to you i think that this would be goop is the last place i would want to read about it because i feel like that would be a very traumatic thing to happen and you would be reading about someone who used money as a solve for it where that you couldn't use. So it would just like kind of double the pain. Yeah. <laughs> so I hated the whole thing. Didn't read it. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. I just hate it. And I don't want any more stories about that. Nope. That's like the one, there was an article about like what to do if you're unhappy in your career, or like if you should change jobs or whatever, oh, yeah. that one was, it's too triggering. triggering. For me. Yeah, it's like, I'm it. sorry if I'm too triggered. I can't. Um, anything about money or menopause? Not for us. Not for us. We won't read it. Uh, so my worst, Oh God, another Jennifer. God, so many Jennifers in this, um, episode there are a lot of jennifer's out there jennifer freed you all know her mm. as now she's back to her roots as just an astrological psychologist okay. psychologist Psycholo whatever she, <laughs> she like, might be a psychologist at this point as if all of her career changes it all happen. led her back to yeah, this yeah. well she can she wears many hats and she, she does can, yeah. but this was literally the most depressing uh like astrological reading i've ever heard in my mm -hmm. life it was about 2020 and it's called the great conjunction of oh 2020 God. and it's she's not gonna be good no she obviously was trying to like get in on the like election stuff that's happening yeah and she was like dancing around it but it's obviously that's what it was about and it was just because she says okay um so in 2020 pluto saturn and jupiter align in the sign of capricorn um which Freed says is a prime time to break old belief systems. So I'm a Capricorn and it is literally like the least fun sign to be because it's like ambitious, no sense of humor, like has to follow <laughs> the rules. Like it's like really the worst. And so now these three planets are in the Capricorn and she says, um, Pluto, the planet representing death and rebirth, the absolute will to power and deeply intentional, intense transformations will be conjoined with Saturn and Jupiter uh, all three of these energies will be in the sign of Capricorn, which relates to business, leadership, ambition, and stewardship. Um, it can be associated with immense responsibility and dark depression. Great. These combined power brokers can encourage tyrannical, grandiose, authoritarian, and insensitive actions and behaviors justified by a narrative of oppressive emotional patterns into truly life-supporting, higher-minded, and inclusive strategies for world order and mature interpersonal connections. We can use this energy to celebrate transparency, authenticity, diverse voices, and traditions, and creative modes and expressions. Okay, well, I guess that's... She put a little optimistic twist yeah. on the end there. But the first part definitely sounds like what I would predict 2020 yeah. is going to be like. I, I mean, sorry, listeners, but... Mm -hmm. Oh I mean, come on. It's going to get, it's already so bad. It's what's already happening. pretty bad. It's I mean, get, it's already very bad. We're seeing, you know, push up contests, um, McKinsey, bleeding eyes, bleeding eyes. hairy legs, <laughs> long blonde hair on yeah. your legs. Um, uh, and then she talks about the patriarchal two step, which is basically just like an abusive man um, who uh, does something that emotionally or mentally harms another person. If someone yells at you and then you try to stand up for them and then they'll, the two options, this, this patriarchal oppressor will either shut up and like not talk to you or explode and like hurt you physically. Oh my and, God. It's about Joe Biden. Oh, I was thinking it was about Trump, but you think it's about Joe Biden? Well, no, I'm just thinking about it because we were talking about the push-up contest oh, yeah. where it's like, cause either Joe Biden either like doesn't know what you're talking about and is like, huh? Or yeah. he's like, 
you want to go, man? Maybe it is about Biden. I don't Although, know. I don't know. I wasn't. I was more just kind of cringing by his like push-up contest thing. I wasn't like, oh no, but I was. I, I yeah, was, like, I, I, I. It just seemed like sort of silly. Now I'm like almost convinced that he's going to win the nomination. Oh, though. I think. Um, I okay. just look. I just. Oh my god. Let's not talk about it. It's we, just, we is talk, it going to yeah. be Biden and Buttigieg? Because I think yeah. it's going to be Biden and Buttigieg, oh which is like... Which means four more years of Trump. That right. means, yeah. So yeah, uh, watch out for Pluto, Saturn, and whatever the fuck else in Capricorn, guys. It's going to be rough. Jennifer Freed's telling us all about it, and I don't want to know. I like my ast- like astrological readings, my little pattern. My pattern can get serious sometimes. Cosine. Pattern is serious. Um, <laughs> but it should be fun. It should be like a fortune cookie. You can't tell them what to do. No. They're they're serious. Yeah, they're serious. I don't want it to be... Fu- my problem with my pattern is like, it says the same thing. It only says one thing. It always says the same <laughs> really? thing for me. Yeah, it doesn't change. Mine... Maybe I have the settings wrong or Mine something. cycles through a few of them. And but it's m- like similar, right? Do you see the same ones? Yeah, but I always think like, it's because I'm like always struggling with the same things that that it's true. Like it needs, it needs you to like actually do something about it before it moves on to the next problem. I feel like you're internalizing something that you shouldn't be there. I think it's a failure with their own app. Well, if you want to know more about Jennifer Freed, apparently she was on Goopfellas this week. She Um, was. Yeah. I'll give it a listen. um, Will Cole, of course, is the believer. She had just finished doing a reading of Will and then Seamus is the skeptic, apparently. I just read the the description. I haven't listened to it yet. I mean, I would have believed either way because, you know, Will is a man of science. Oh, that's true. Will. And be like, well, you know, I like tests and... Will is like a man of science. At, you know, shit through a microscope huh. or whatever. Yeah. Um, what was your craziest or your saddest? My craziest, and I guess also my saddest, was called a universally flattering uniform that works from LA to NYC to London. And the only three cities that anyone would go the to. The only cities that matter. Um, but they i was like all right let's see this because as i've said before many times i love a uniform i love shell wardrobe stuff i like the whole thing i like seeing like i love any article that's like if it has like a like a pair of uh like black slacks and a trench coat i'm like i will read it and they all have the same thing it's like get like black slacks and a trench coat and a blazer and like these jeans and like a white shirt or something but this was absolutely insane. It was just like there was nothing in it. It promised to be one thing. And then it was just pictures of um, like these models wearing Vince clothes with artic- with like headlines that say things like anything but buttoned up thanks to that butter smooth letter- leather. And then no explanation of what that means. Soft chic and slouchy all over. Yeah, they forgot to actually write copy for this. The missing slink. That just is the missing slink. <laughs> Tonal from the top down. Just a pair At least it tells you what the clothes are. Shirt optional. And then well suited for whatever comes after. So this is like get a suit, I guess. And the, the Not just another pretty shirt dress. The model is sort of like um almost like a Tilda Swinton type. And it's sort of... Uh, Swipe white, which is just like get white clothes, I guess. Back to black, also get black <laughs> clothes. Proportions that always play nice. How is this a uniform? This is like 12 different outfits. It's a bunch of different outfits. It's like a suit, a dress. It's more clothes than I own in my whole closet. Pants, like tan pants and a tan shirt. Yeah. A white. It's like, what is it? Like match? You should be matching? I don't get it. There was no, I didn't understand any of it. I mean, I guess I sort of was like, okay, like 
I can see how this is the idea of an idea, but what what are you actually saying? I don't know. There is no copy. There were just pictures and then those headlines and that was it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, this is supposed to be my uniform. My uniform is swipe white and but anything but buttoned down thanks to that buttery smooth leather. <laughs> what is that? Does that mean I'm supposed to wear a button down shirt with leather? And also like these are these are also like oversized clothes that look very stylish on very thin people but if you're not like extremely thin I, th I don't know that these it'll just sort of look sloppy on most I people i think some of it is pretty like i think that suit is kind of universal oh the suit the um shirt dress definitely would look good on all kinds of people yeah. oh, i don't know i think i don't i think a lot of it is some of it is sort of like a lot of high-waisted pants a lot of blazers whatever i just i i would love a little bit more information yeah well, I don't. Yeah, how is this a uniform when it's so it's many not different? A it's crazy. Huh. Unless the uniform is like just have clothes on your body. And Vince does make nice clothes. Yeah, I like. Um, I have a few, or I used to. Not anymore. I used to have a couple pairs of shorts from them. I have a Vince. Um, I sometimes my mom has like a lot of Vince clothes, and I steal them from her closet. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. So that's where I get mine, and uh, at outlets, and at like sometimes there's like Vince stuff like at Marshalls and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, they do have a a good sale at um, Marshalls or Ross every once in a while. Uh, my craziest was by Miss. Is her name Jennifer too? No, it's a Falchuk, Falchuk sister. Oh, um, the yeah. examining your personal politics. Uh, okay. And it was specifically so this woman, as we all know, she's Brad Falchuk's sister. She was a lobbyist for like 15 years and for she's what she doesn't say probably, yeah, McKenzie. probably the best, yeah. and she she still works as like a consultant for politics she's very vague but she's talking Marianne? i would no i wish i don't think so um she is sort of talking about how to examine your own personal politics and not um I guess get like super triggered or offended when you have to come into contact with people that are different from you politically. And some of the stuff might be sort of worthwhile. It seems like a little sort of self-explanatory about, you know, stepping back and, and seeing where people are coming from. But there was one anecdote of something that she did that I thought was truly crazy. Um, I'll just read you what she wrote. Uh, I once worked with a group of Israelis and Palestinians and we all went together to a retreat center in the English countryside. Our greatest task as individuals and as a group was the ability and willingness to tolerate complexity. In one group session, an Israeli father whose son had been killed by a Palestinian suicide bomber was invited to stand and express his anger towards the bomber. He told the group he was afraid of his anger and that if he expressed it, it would destroy him. Two young Palestinian women stood up and offered to express his anger at the suicide bomber by proxy. They stood and screamed in Arabic, What have you done? How does this help any of us? The man stood and held the women in gratitude. It was one of the most profound experiences. And while nothing on the macro political scale was solved, something shifted in the room. So this is obviously a very traumatic experience for everyone involved. And it, I'm sure it helped people, but it seems, I just don't want to know like, what is the story? Who are you? Why were these people in a room? What is the backstory? Like what is going on? Because I feel like, didn't like Bill Clinton do that in the 90s? At, Did um, he? Well, yeah. At he like was, Camp David or something? Yeah, like at Camp David. But what? I don't think they were like screaming. Screaming at each I other? I think it was more like 
regular i mean maybe it's really cathartic i don't well, know i mean i don't know that did sound kind of like a beautiful story. no i guess it was i as i was reading i was like oh this for these people it probably was very meaningful but i just i was like who are you um yeah but it's like why yeah who are you so and like, why was she doing to this? facilitate this yeah her amy falchuk a i i m e because like your brother was a trainer who sucked ryan murphy's dick and now is one of the most powerful people in hollywood okay ryan rooker said that and <laughs> i did not okay you know, conspiracy theories are real guys okay. and you are some weird lobbyist who's now trying to solve the middle east peace problem like this She's seems like, like jared, jared kushner, kushner. <laughs> yeah like i could see him try to do this yeah but i don't think that he would have like the emotional i think that his solution is not quite like this yeah um like, what is this family? Who are you? Why have you gotten to these positions of power? The Falchucks. I want to know. Just, yeah, they are like the, they're, they're like really, um, they're the they're like of the, Boston. They're like the, um, who was that mayor? Oh, like Rahm Emanuel. They're like the, oh, Emmanuel, yeah, and yeah. Ari is his brother. Yeah, and then there's a doctor one too. And there's another one who's in a man. Yeah. They're just like these like kids that were just like raised to be like uber menches oh basically. Oh, they're going to, well, they're going to do a, um, uh, fundraiser for Mayor Pete soon, or they already did. Gwyneth already did a fundraiser for Mayor Pete. Uh, oh yeah. Well, because Ryan Murphy is a big Mayor yeah. Pete guy, so I'm sure Brad is too. Well, Mayor Pete is like he's pretty big with the donor class. That's kind of where he. Yeah. And so he and Biden are like the two and big donor class yeah. guys. Interesting. Yeah, I just this back. I was just like, what is going on? Why is this lady doing this? And she's so vague about her credentials. It just made me have... Maybe she doesn't have any credentials. That's probably true. Um, so... Well, that's crazy. Yeah. These Falchucks. What is going more. on with these Falchucks? <laughs> uh, what would you try? All right. Well, I'm going to keep it a little short and just say my try and my buy are kind of intertwined. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we should Let's do combo tries and buys because we're well, we getting have, low on time. Well, okay. Look, anyway, the sale is on. Oh, yeah. So I did a quick search of the sale, obviously sort price low to high and because God knows what the high is, but imagine doing a search high to low. Who are these people? That I do usually that? always do search high to low. Really? This is why, because I have a cap for what I'll spend, but I won't go down. So I can just uh, like, it's easier to sort through and be like, oh, that's too expensive, too expensive. And then once I get to an area where I'm like, oh, I could spend in that area, then I'll just go down and see what's there. But when I go the other way, I feel like I'm scrolling. You have to scroll, scroll through like phone cases and oh. thongs and all this shit. And I'm like, oh, da, da. so anyway, that's my philosophy. Anyway. I think that if you are going to shop the sale, I think that you should get on it. They had some really good deals that are gone, which is sad. Like they had um, a foundation on there that was like $18 all sold out. There were like two foundations, but there's still a lot of good, really good G sport stuff you can get for like 20 bucks on there. And then if you want to spend a little bit more, they've got like jeans for a hundred bucks, different kinds. There's like some shoes. There's a really cute pair of shoes that I wanted really bad. That was marked down to like 40 bucks, but they weren't in my size, but things are starting to like get kind of picked over. So go and go look now. It's probably going to keep going down, but um, it's 60% right now. But some of these are like really marked down and uh, I think now is the time to. Yeah, get it's getting started. to that time of year because you don't want to get to the website and all that's left are like is like the tennis coach vibrator. Right. Which is like, sometimes you do because sometimes you get like really good deals by doing that. But once you start seeing the G sport stuff for 20 bucks, I'm like, that's Ooh. the sweet spot. Sounds good. I would try 
going to Big Bear. Because I've never Big Bear been... is so awful. Do not oh, do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian and I went so there. Cute. Oh, it's the worst. But we also went there in the summer, which is oh, sick. So like, okay, so my family, you know, we're from the Bay Area, so we'll go to uh, Lake Tahoe. And that's like the lake that I'm used to. But from LA, it is a trek to get there. You either have to take two planes because there's no direct flight. Well, there is a direct flight from LAX, but like from the east side, there's no direct flight from Burbank to Reno, which is annoying. Or you're driving for eight hours. So if I want to like see the snow and only drive a couple hours, I feel like Big Bear is a good option, even though Aggie says it's disgusting. I hate it. And Goop did like, oh shit. What was that? Uh, a goop video? Goop video just started playing. I don't know what's going on. But um, they did an article called Eight Idyllic Mountain Escapes, and three of them were from Big Bear. And maybe that's just a lack of creativity and like scrambling to like find stuff. But they had these specific Airbnbs that look really cool. There's one called Noon Lodge, which is um, built in the early 50s. And so it's sort of like a Western themed with like cow hides on it. Then there's one called Calico Farm, which is sort of like a New England country, like Hamptons style ranch in big bear um and then there's one called the kitschy kitchen which it's i mean it's like for gay people is what it is it has like <laughs> lots of decorations and looks like the brady bunch house um i think it looks cute it looks cute yeah um but any of those i mean they're probably really expensive but it just looked cute and i wanted to go somewhere in the snow that i could just get to quickly and do like one night because if i go to tahoe you can't really do one night because you're driving so much it's good to go it's good uh for like skiing and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's it's got some cute stuff. I had one of the worst meals I've ever had in my entire life at some place there that we went. Well, you gotta like, cook your no own food good, at these lake places. Yeah. No good place to yeah. eat. And there's no and like the little town is like okay. Yeah. No, the the, the whole point of these you, you bring up a good steak and you hopefully get a, a place that has a barbecue and you do your own cooking. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, because same no. with same with Tahoe, like there's not i mean there's there's well, some there's okay like some places place that you like right? oh yeah but it's like trashy like I, it's called garwoods and all the yeah. the drinks are um sexually explicit double entendres <laughs> yeah but they don't even have places like that oh, like yeah. the one place that we went to i think there's actually are supposed to have really good like thai food or something mm. but the one place that we went to that was good was oh there was we had a good like breakfast on our way out of town. Oh, oh no. yeah, they're good at like diner type food. Yeah, and there was, a, but we went to this place that was like in a lodge and it was like the fancy restaurant and they, it, you could either get like salmon or chicken. It was like being at a wedding and I got salmon and it came with a side of mashed potatoes and there was like no option to get anything else and it came with like frozen pre-cut vegetables. Yeah, and it was probably like $45. Yeah, and then it also came with mashed potatoes and on the mashed potatoes they had made a smiley face out of olives and with like a carrot nose and like a little like eye olive eyes. It was really disgusting. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, um. Well, yeah, you got to know to pick and choose what to leave to them to do and what to do yourself. Yes. Um, snow, they can handle it. Especially this year. I feel like this is going to be a good snow year. I can feel it. It was already... cold. Yeah, when we were driving back to LA, uh, there was tons of snow over the grapevine on the five. It was crazy. I've it never was, seen it like that. Yeah, that is crazy. I It was really cold that weekend yeah. here. I love it. I love um, it. Yeah, it was like colder than it's been in a long time. Um, quickly, my buy is um, from... Uh, there was like a, you know, typical goop, uh, you know, 15 clean products to have in your shower. And this one is called bathing culture. It's a NorCal inspired body cleanser, um, reminiscent of the redwood forests. 
Um, 20 bucks is a pretty good price for goop. I'm running out of my uh, goop body wash. Mm. So I need something else. Um, This reminds me when I was little, there was a place, I think it's still there in Berkeley called Body Time. Um, it, it used to be called the body shop but when but when the actual chain the body shop got big they had to like change the mm-hmm. name and it it's like one of these places that you there's all the essential oils and then you like pick which one you want and they'll like oh, make, they make it, for, it you. for you i love that and i used to love to go to it when i was a kid this reminded me of that that um, is cool yeah and yeah it's just like a cool chill norcal vibe which is what i want that's your whole vibe that's my whole vibe uh Thank you guys. You guys, thanks for listening. Sorry, this was kind of a long one. No, no, no. Long winded um, thing up top. We had to catch up. Uh, you guys, if you like the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, um, write a nice review, rate us five stars. We'd be very appreciative. Um, join our Patreon. We're going to have our big end of the year newsletter and uh, some extra bonus pod that we have to figure out, but we'll yeah. have that soon. Um, and we will see you next week. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.